We hear in the Gospel of Luke, they were saying, the Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told what happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Come join us today on The Way with DJ. So welcome back everyone. Uh, This is part two of my own spiritual journey turning points and as if you listen to episode one of the this series um, we ended off last time with me meeting pope john paul ii in my senior year of high school and so i finished quigley i finished the high school seminary and i was accepted to the college seminary which in chicago at that time was called niles college The interesting thing about Niles College was that it was in my old neighborhood, so I didn't have to go too far for college, probably um, just a bus ride. I could even have walked there if I wanted to. Um, So, But at that time, um, in my senior year of high school, towards the, the summer of my senior year, I began dating my future wife, Nancy. And it was kind of a... I don't know. I want. I don't want to say it was upsetting, but it was certainly upsetting to my parents. But it was something that I felt I needed to kind of discern for myself. You know, whether or not I was being called to priesthood, or whether or not I was being called to a married life and a family life. And so, I spent the time. You know, some time dating Nancy in addition to being a student at Niles College, and. My parents at that time um, had a hard time with that. And I have to be honest, um, you know, I probably didn't help matters much because there were times that I kind of um, kept things about Nancy and myself secret, and I didn't really give them an opportunity to kind of accept her. But my parents also, too, and again, it's not their fault, um, but my parents at that time, it was kind of like an all or nothing type of thing. You know, I had spent the, you know, a good portion of my freshman year at Quigley trying to convince them that I wanted to be a priest. And all of a sudden I was doing that and I was at Quigley and I was doing the things that I needed to do. And then all of a sudden I was kind of questioning that. And I think it was a little bit upsetting to my to my parents to have to go through that. Well, eventually, after about a year and a half, I had d- decided that I was going to leave Niles at that point. But at that time, um, by that time, my, my mom and dad and myself were kind of on the outs, and they said that they were not going to pay for my school anymore um, if I did not stay at Niles. So I did leave Niles, and I did um, move into an apartment, and I did started I did start to... Um, to kind of make my own way. And one of the ways that I did that um, by, was by actually working, um, working a couple jobs. I worked at Sport Mart, which was a sporting goods store. Um, and I also worked at White Hen Pantry. And the White Hen Pantry, coincidentally, was a half a block from Niles College. So a lot of the guys, when they had their late night study breaks and everything would come down to the White Hen Pantry because I worked the overnight shift from 11 until 7 in the morning. 
And so I was trying to find my way, you know, I was trying to find my way and try to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And so I went through a number of different college majors. Um, I didn't do too well in school because I was trying to have to pay my own way. So that means that I had to work and go to school at the same time. And I really just was not focused. And so there was a point in time when I really kind of had to decide that, you know, I was going to make a decision on a career. And so I went and I applied for a position at my wife's company, Nancy's company at that time. We weren't married yet, but um, in the file room and in the computer data department. And so I worked um, for Arthur Young um, in the big business world for about six years. And it was interesting because working there, um, I kind of got a taste of maybe I wanted to be kind of in business, you know, um, when you're in business and, you know, you kind of see, oh, you know, it's the corner office and it's making all this money and, you know, it's all the prestige and it's going downtown every day and, you know, it's all the perks of, of working in the business world. And I thought to myself, well, maybe that's my fast track to success is that I needed to just go and make some money. And unfortunately, um, as with a lot of people that feel that that is their way to success, um, that was not my way. Um, So, you know, I went through my time at Arthur Young. Um, I inherited some money from my great grandmother when she died and I thought, well, I'll start my own consulting firm, and I did that for a while, and, you know, I was just kind of looking for the easy way out and to try to look for that status of being a successful businessman, and that really wasn't me. It never was me. Um, My life had always been about service, and it was never about making money, but, you know, that's kind of the way I felt in my young adulthood, that this was something that I needed to do. And then one day, um, Nancy and I had a um, campground um, that we owned. We had two lots up at Jellystone Park um, in Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin. And we were sitting around the campfire one day, her and I, and we were talking, you know, we have, I, we, I have my son, Tim, um, who's my stepson, but, you know, I look at him as my son. I've looked at him as my son ever since I've known him. But we were talking about maybe the possibility of having, you know, another child or maybe possibly adopting a child. And it was at the point at that point in time where, again, I was trying to decide on my career. I was trying to decide on what to do. And so I decided, well, maybe what I'll do is I'll do some consulting work and try to maybe go back into teaching. You know, that teaching really was something that I was interested in. So I went and I got a consulting job at my old grammar school in the city. And it's just so happened that, um, you know, what in that, in that grammar school environment, um, I encountered, um, a young girl who, um, was having a difficult time. She was an immigrant from Poland. Her and her grandmother were immigrants from Poland and, her and I kind of connected um, as far as, you know, her coming into my room at recess time and working on the computers and doing all those different types of things. And I came to know, got to know her grandmother quite well. And I, you know, Nancy and I decided that we were going to try to help her in whatever way we could. And the interesting thing about that is that that 
you know, that, that, that girl um, turned into Isabel, who I consider my daughter today, and who has four children who are, you know, look to me as their grandfather, even though we're not biological, grand, I'm not, they're not biological to me. So it's, again, it's interesting how life kind of turns out. Um, you know, so we, we put Isabel or Izzy through school, um, paid for her high school at Loyola Academy, um, paid the majority of her tuition at the University of Dayton. Um, so, you know, we, we tried to really give her a jump start on her life. Um, and so we look at her again as, you know, our own, as our daughter, and she looks at, to us as her parents. Um, so it's funny sometimes how kind of life just kind of presents itself that way. And towards the time when Izzy was in high school, that's the time when Nancy and I decided to go and buy a house of our own. And so that's the house that we're living in now, um, up here in the, in the northern part of Illinois. And so we have that house and, you know, we provide a home and we provide a home for everyone, uh, you know, the children and, and now the grandchildren to come to. And again, so it was kind of interesting how life kind of turned out that way, you know, that um, I was, you know, in the, in the process of kind of just trying to make as much money as I possibly could. And really um, the decision or God was trying to guide me in the way of trying to, again, to be of service to other people. And it, it, it was through teaching. Um, it was through teaching. Well, there came a time um, when the older adults in our family, so um, Nancy's mother, Nancy's grandmother, and Nancy's great aunt, and then my side of the family, uh, my dad, my mom, and my grandmother, um, all became sick within a six to seven year period. And so I left teaching at that point in time and turned the majority of my time into caregiving time. Uh, Nancy was still working at that time. She made more money than I did. She worked downtown. And so I became kind of the unofficial caregiver to all of the people within the family. And during that six or seven year period, we lost all six of those people. But again, how life kind of turns out, um, that is the way that God was kind of trying to guide me. That God was guiding me into, again, a, uh, a career of service, but also a career of ministry. And ministry not only to young people um, by teaching and and all those types of things, but also to ministry to the sick and ministry to the dying. And that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, that's kind of where my career is, so to speak. And no, I don't make tons and tons of money doing what I do, um, but I am happy. And I've been happy for a long, long period of time. But I also am very grateful um, to Nancy very grateful to her as my wife because she has sacrificed so much um, for me to be happy, to be happy in my career um, from a financial point of view. We would not have been able to have the house that we have and all the all the good things that we have if it wasn't for her, you know, going downtown every single day and working long hours and, and all of those things. 
And then also, um, you know, we wouldn't be where we're at without the blessings of our two children, um, my, my son Tim and my daughter Isabel. And then also the grandchildren as well. So it's really kind of funny how life kind of turns out sometimes is that you kind of have a plan and God says, oh yeah, you have this plan. This is not really the plan that I want you to have or I want you to be for your life. And so it's interesting. So tune back next week or a week and a half or so for um, the next part of this. Um, The next part of these episodes are going to talk about my ministry today and kind of after those deaths in the family and all the caregiving that I did, kind of how I kind of interjected or kind of gave myself a little shot in the arm as far as my career goes and how it kind of led to what I'm doing today as far as ministry and as far as the diaconate and also as far as um, some of the ministry and some of the things that I've been doing here today. So again, thank you for um, joining me today on this maybe probably a shortened version of the podcast, but just kind of give you, you know, the spiritual turning points and Spiritual turning points are, you know, I'm sure that all of you have spiritual turning points in your life. And so maybe reflect on these over this next week or so on some of those turning points in your life. Maybe when you were a young adult and now as you maybe as you get older, you know, what are what are some of the things? How have your goals changed? How have your priorities changed even? And see where you are at that point in time. And so I ask God's blessing upon all of you, upon your families and your friends, all those people who care for you and all those people who you love. May God continue to hold each of you in the palm of his hand.